Welcome to Hancock Talks, your source for insights about life insurance trends and opportunities with a focus on tactics that can help drive your sales. This podcast is for financial professional use only. It is not intended for use with the public. This material is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide advice. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of John Hancock. Please listen to the important disclosures at the end of this podcast. This podcast was recorded May 24th, 2023. Now, let's get started with our host today, AVP and Counsel Head of Advanced Markets, Carly Brooks. Hello, and welcome to Hancock Talks. Thanks for being with us today. We're so excited to have Brooks Tingle, President and Chief Executive Officer of John Hancock, on the show. Previously, Brooks led John Hancock's insurance businesses and drove the modernization of the company through initiatives such as an ambitious digital strategy, the build-out of a strong advanced analytics team, and a sharpened focus on customer experience and engagement. Today, in addition to leading John Hancock, Brooks serves on the executive leadership team for Manulife Financial. Many of you listening know Brooks well, and I know our listeners are as excited as I am to have him on the show. Welcome, Brooks, and thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. Well, thanks, Carly. It's uh, wonderful to spend time with you, and, and thank you for the great job you do leading our advanced markets team every day. It's, it's one of the parts of the company that I'm most proud of, so great work. Thanks so much, Brooks. I really appreciate that. So, Brooks, you just stepped into a new role. What are you most excited about? Well, first of all, it's a, it's a real honor. I mean, I, I'm a bit of an anomaly in the modern professional workforce. I, I started at John Hancock as a pretty goofy kid, really, uh, about 21 years old, no clue what I wanted to do with life, let alone professionally. And to, to now have the opportunity to lead the entire company is, is enormously gratifying and very excited about the opportunity we have to impact lives of our customers, our business partners in really profound ways through the core products and services we offer that just are you know of unquestionable value in society through the innovation that we're adding on top of those. And I'm sure we'll talk about some of that, that innovation to bring to life John Hancock's role in the global company that we're owned by, Manulife Financial, 40,000 employees globally operating all over Asia and Canada. Of course, here in the U.S. is John Hancock. So much opportunity to import and export innovation, leading edge ideas, best practices, things like that. So, and I guess I'd say it all kind of comes together. John Hancock's a 161-year-old company and a lot of great things come from that. A lot of things I have pride in, our financial strength, the trust people have in us, the expertise and experience that's built up over all that time. But the most powerful thing is marrying that history with leading edge innovation in terms of products and services for our constituents. That's great. And I found from working with you, Brooks, over the years, you do that so effectively with having such an eye towards innovation and really helping to sort of lead with that mission in mind. In looking at some of your priorities for the next, say, six to 12 months, what are some of your key objectives in the first few months in your new role? Well, I mean, unsurprisingly, it's going to be a lot in that spirit and vein of innovation. I mean, let me be clear, there are a whole bunch of basic things we need to, to continue to do really, really well as it relates to our life insurance business in the US, they're just basic things that I'm, I'm proud of the job we do in underwriting every day, our experience and expertise there. Our product suite is broad and offers tremendous value. The unique features and benefits we have like vitality and things of that nature, 
uh, support like advanced markets with your team, Carly. So there's just an incredible amount of like day-to-day activity where we need to maintain what what I really believe is sort of industry leadership in, in those areas. But Mary, on top of that, continued innovation. And, and those of us or those of you that have worked with Hancock for a while know that that innovation tends to be in the spirit of, of changing the discussion about life insurance from being something relating to death, but being something that relates more to living. And of course, we're going to be there uh, at death and in, in, in providing the benefits that one buys life insurance for and the living benefits in terms of cash accumulation and all the other things. But to offer some of the benefits we now offer through our Vitality program, for example, is just really, really gratifying where our mission and purpose has, has evolved from just being there at the end to pay a claim to being there along with our clients and our distribution partners to help people live longer, healthier, better lives while they're living. And then, of course, we're there at time of death. So innovation, we have some interesting innovation coming out in in underwriting, a total view credit program I'm excited about, but continued execution of the the basics and uh, more and more innovation. Last year, we rolled out exciting innovation with a partner called Grail. We may touch on that. You can expect to see more and more things like that. That's great. And I think you said it really well. So it's really focusing on the things that we're good at and keeping that trajectory and momentum and then looking at continued innovation. And you said it well when you talked about Vitality. I think about our partnership with Vitality, which is nearing a decade in how that program has evolved and in some ways has been sort of a watershed moment, I think, for both John Hancock as well as our industry as we look to the level of innovation and how that's impacted our customers and their lives so positively. You know, I know this has been a big point of passion and towards your mission as well uh, as a leader. And so it is a key differentiator for John Hancock. And you've had such an active role in driving that growth. So how do you see your role in continuing to keep that momentum going on John Hancock Vitality? How do you see that changing in your new position? Well, yeah, I think whether it's Vitality or further innovation around that, I'm excited to be in this new role just to have a bigger, broader platform to drive change there. You'd have to be among the most charitable souls on the planet to describe our industry as having been innovative. There are a lot of great things about our industry, don't get me wrong, but rarely are we called innovative. And I would say rarely would we be thought of as sort of digital leaders or leaders within the modern digital economy. And these are all things that we have to change to maintain the relevance, let alone prominence of our industry in a modern digital economy where customers have so many distractions and so many choices. And you know, generally speaking, maybe you and I do, but most customers don't hop out of bed and thinking about insurance or investments and other things each morning. So we need to modernize the experience, whether it's accessing our solutions, how you buy them, the new business and underwriting process, and for sure, owning them, more digitally connected, more value along the way. And, you know, Vitality, for those that are listening that don't know it, please take a look for those that are listening and say, geez, that's all this guy talks about. Let me just tell you, the reason I talk about it isn't because it's a particular product or feature I'm trying to promote. It's because it's a values-based thing for me. I fundamentally believe that the life insurance industry and any life insurance company should be actively trying to help their customers live longer, healthier lives. It just makes too much sense. It's completely irrational that we would underwrite somebody, issue their policy and sit back and say, I sure hope they live a long, healthy life. Why wouldn't we partner with them 
offer them incentives and rewards, education, tools, technology to help achieve that outcome. So it's it's a real passion of mine. Some people want to participate in Vitality. Some people don't. That's fine. But we're going to offer it to everyone and we're going to continue to enhance it because trust me, we want our customers to live longer, healthier, better lives. And we're going to continue to be an active um play an active role in trying to achieve that outcome. That's great. It's it's fantastic, really. And so, Brooks, I hope you don't mind me sharing, but you have worked at John Hancock now for over three decades. And one of the things that is so amazing, I think, about your leadership is that you're not one to do something just because it's how it's always been done. And we talked a little bit about that already around innovation and some of the things that we've seen as it relates to vitality. But as you're continuing to kind of push the envelope regarding what we do and how do we deliver on our commitments to our distributors and our customers, what are the next big things that you see coming down the line? Well, I think certainly a continuation of this trend around promoting longer, healthier lives for our customers. Last year, I mentioned we, we rolled out this uh, collaboration with a company called Grail. I won't get too into it here. If, if people listening aren't familiar with it, just Google Grail and NBC Nightly News, and you'll see a news story from December of 2021 that talks about this company and this test that they offer. But in short, it's an early cancer screening test. Uh, that we began offering to our customers, 30-some percent of our customers will get cancer. That's just a fact. As a life insurer, shouldn't we want those customers to find out about the cancer as early as possible? Because the stats, the facts are overwhelming that the earlier you catch a cancer, the higher the probability of a successful treatment outcome. So we've been offering this test for some time, and, and I won't get into all the specifics here, but I can tell you that we've had several customers discover that they have cancer solely because we offered that test. And and you talk about meaning, mission, and purpose in life and as a company, to me, that's the very best it gets is when we're able to offer a customer that kind of literally life-changing value. So you'll see more of us bringing technology solutions, innovative technology like that. We just launched a partnership with Aura. Many of you may be wearing an Aura ring. We spend a lot of time staying connected with the latest, greatest technology innovations companies that help promote longer, healthier lives for our people. So I think you'll see a lot more of that. I think the other big wave of things you'll see across industry, but certainly in our company and through programs like Vitality is personalization, increasingly personalized solutions, offering people the tools, the help for their particular circumstance, whether that be a certain stage of their life, living with a certain health condition, whatever it may be, but greater, greater and greater personalization. It's amazing. I think there's so much to look forward to. And it's really impactful that we're we're trying to align with that idea towards greater personalization. I think if you look to where so many things in our lives now are customized or, or tailored for us and why shouldn't our insurance policies be as well? And the partnerships with things like Grail truly are are impactful where you have some of those statistics that are just sobering and the fact that we're able to really make a difference in customers' lives is is inspiring. You know, and in some ways, I think it does feel like this is somewhat of a, a pivotal moment in our industry to keep on innovating and keep delivering that shared value. All that being said, lots of good stuff, but undoubtedly there's always some challenges that we face as well as an industry. And today there's certain environmental factors and things like that that are, are, are challenges that our industry faces. So what are some of the things that keep you up at night? Yeah, I'm, I'm generally a, a really positive person, so I don't spend a lot of time worrying, but I would say that there are things that 
we need to be focused on some things beyond our control, some things we can control. I would start at the highest level with the general economy. Are we going to have a recession? Presuming we are, how brief, how deep, how shallow, those factors are certainly on our mind. Uh, you know, Higher interest rates are generally a positive for our industry. I think everyone knows that. But the fact that rates are higher because there's been high inflation creates certain challenges. We've seen many Americans struggling to afford certain things. I, I, I once had a, uh, in the past few months, had a chart prepared that correlated the price of uh, gasoline at the pump, the retail gas prices with life insurance applications through industry data. And you'll never see something more perfectly correlated between gas prices and life insurance application activity below a certain face amount. I'd say below 500,000 to, to maybe a million where you can see many Americans are really seeing the value in life insurance more than ever coming out of COVID. But when gas prices are higher, food prices are higher, many households are saying, gosh, I know I need life insurance, but I'm just trying to fill the, the tank or put food on the table. So that's kind of um, impacted activity at, at sort of the, the mass market. And then, um, you know, at the higher end of the market where we, uh, we really have so much to offer, we see just general market uncertainty, whether it's equity market turbulence, you know, the higher rates on cash instruments, things like that, that just kind of slowed down planning activity in some ways. You know, we're still, we're still enjoying success, but the overall economic situation is something we're watching carefully. Mortality, not many people think mortality is an interesting topic. You know, only a life insurance company leader would say mortality is a really interesting topic, but it's interesting to see what happens with mortality coming out of COVID, which I think we sort of kind of can finally say we're coming out of it. But, um, you know, for a long time during COVID, many of us thought we would have a couple to few year period of favorable mortality because COVID, not to put it inartfully, but maybe soaked up some deaths that otherwise would have occurred over the coming few years. So most insurance carriers had higher than planned for virtually all deaths, uh, of course, and mortality over the past couple of years. Will that now go in a favorable direction in the next coming years? And there's uncertainty about that because, you know, is COVID really gone? The, the offshoots of COVID, deferred preventative care, stress, uh, you know, some substance abuse issues and things like that. What's the tail on COVID going to be? So net-net, I'm kind of optimistic about mortality. We're seeing some early signs that it's normalizing. Hope that continues. That's something we look at carefully. And then I guess the other thing I would say just relates to the general lack of growth in the U.S. life insurance industry. Uh, you know, if you look at Limer data, you would have seen some growth a couple of years ago, but I think it was sort of misleading in a lot of ways. Uh, there was a lot of, um, 7702, there was, you know, a lot of sort of heavily funded cases that have pretty favorable reporting under Limer sales. So um, any way you look at it, in general, this industry is not growing and we have to figure out a way to reach more consumers, to get consumers that are thinking about it over the line. And then within that, I would say it drives me nuts that our John Hancock Vitality Solution isn't the first choice for almost anyone buying life insurance. We've done lots of consumer research and it's it's vastly preferred by end consumers to traditional life insurance. And, you know, since we started offering Vitality, our, our market share has increased dramatically. But, you know, I think virtually any consumer would be better off owning John Hancock Vitality than, quote unquote, traditional life insurance. Of course, I'm biased there. But. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think you, know, as we're talking about sort of growing the market share and thinking about those that are either uninsured or underinsured, it's really unfortunate that that does represent such a large population of Americans. And the unfortunate reality too is that I think with all the economic uncertainty we've been facing, it can be really hard, even for those clients that maybe have started thinking about their planning needs. It can be hard to sometimes drive them to action. And across all market segments, I think there's this very real reality that we're all facing that you could have a drastic change in your health. And what does that mean for your ability to obtain life insurance later on? Um, I saw a quote from a 24-year-old that was diagnosed with cancer, and he said something that stuck with me. He said, we all become uninsurable at some point in our lives. We just don't know when that will be. And it, it really stuck with me because we can all be sort of proactively thinking about our future. It's it's human nature, I think, to procrastinate sometimes. But in your experience, Brooks, with all the years that you've spent in the industry, do you have guidance that you could share on why we shouldn't wait to plan? And more importantly, how do we help motivate our clients to move forward with their plans today? Well, it's a, it's a brilliant question. And, it, and it's one that, honestly, it's one that worries me Carly, because we see it in our own business. The the overall amount of planning activity going on, the amount of life insurance applications we have in, in the mill is really, really high, but everything's just taking longer. Clients are moving more slowly. And I wish I could tell in a very specific way some of the stories I've seen over my career, but I will say generally, I have seen many, many instances where a client has been in underwriting for a period of time underwriting has finished. They made an offer. The case is ready to go in effect, uh, simply awaiting premium payment from the client, for example. And the client's been killed unexpectedly. Some of the biggest mass mortality events in U.S. history over the past decades, we've lost customers in, and I'll never forget one of them the day after, you know, really one of the most traumatic events in our country's history. Somebody called me and said, please tell me, I know my husband was applying for life insurance with you. Please tell me his coverage is in effect because he was killed yesterday in, in this particular event. And it was the worst call I've ever had to take as, as a member of an insurance company to, to say, geez, I'm sorry, your husband you know, hadn't completed the process. I, I tried to put it more delicately than that, but I've seen multiple instances of people literally dying unexpectedly while cases were in underwriting. And um, now that I've seen the flip side of that, where I'll be a little bit more specific, where, you know, I have opportunity to go around and speak a lot about our industry and what we do. And I was at a career fair one time for a university. And afterwards, um, I saw this fellow from the back of the room, a college student come running up to me. And I thought, boy, this fellow must really want a job. And uh, I said, hey, well, what, what field are you interested in getting into? And he said, no, I'm not, not here to look for a job. I'm here to thank you. I said, well, that's nice. I, I don't mind speaking at these things. He said, no, I'm here to thank your company because your agent had, had bugged my dad, bugged my dad, bugged my dad to get life insurance, kept putting it off. He finally bought life insurance from you and he was killed in a car accident three, week, uh, three months later on the way to work. And this young fellow said, my brother and I would not be attending this university right now if it hadn't been for that life insurance policy. So you know, I hate to say it this way, and I hate to be morose, um, but things happen, not just unexpected death, accidents, things like that, but you can have a change in health just like that. So I really don't say this for self-serving reasons. I say it because I've just seen it so many times. If someone listening has a client who's sort of saying, well, let me take a little more time. Again, I don't mean to be dramatic about it or in poor taste, but things can change just like that. 
So I, it, it pains me when I see things slowing down a little bit the way they have in terms of the decision-making and, and completing the planning process. So um, I could go on and on with stories like that, but um, hopefully we don't have any more of those. So impactful. Thank you for sharing that. So Brooke, switching gears a little bit, maybe to something a little bit more lighter, thinking about industry events, we attend lots of industry events and you're such a familiar face at at many of those events. In your new role, what level of engagement do you think you'll have in the day-to-day insurance business and how how often do you expect to make it to some of those industry events in your new role? Well, sure. The the short answer is, is as much as I possibly can. I mean, truthfully, the very favorite part of my job is being out interacting with the great professionals that present our solutions to end customers. It's just, it's where the rubber hits the road, all the cliches. And and plus, I just developed uh, so many wonderful relationships with our distribution partners that every opportunity I get, I'm still going to be out there. I mean, there'll be some practical limitations. I spent a, a lot of time, more time, even more time in meetings now than I used to, but I will still be as present as humanly possible and look forward to maintaining and continuing to grow those types of relationships. That's great. And that really means a lot, I'm sure, to our distributors. So last but not least, save the the hardest question for last. Summer is just around the corner, Brooks. And I would love to know, what are you most looking forward to this summer? Well, uh, hoping to spend a lot of time with my kids. I'm not sure that's high on their, they're teenagers, so I'm not sure that's too high on their summer fun list to spend time with dad. Um, So putting that aside, I can always hope for the best. But beyond that, I, I hope to get out on the water and go fishing some. I I really do enjoy fishing. I don't get anywhere near the time I would like to get out and do that. But um, when the ability to take a day off and the weather align, I plan to be out uh, chasing fish around. That's great. I hope you get lots of opportunity to do that. So with that, Brooks, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us today. I know our listeners learned so much and we really appreciate the time that you spent with us. Great. It's my pleasure. And thanks to everyone for listening. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Hancock Talks. For more resources on today's topic and to access more information about how to grow your insurance business, visit jhsaleshub.com. And don't forget to download and subscribe to the show to get new episodes as they become available. Thanks for listening. This information is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be a recommendation of any particular product or is providing advice. Clients should consult with their own independent professionals regarding his or her own individual circumstances. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of John Hancock. These opinions are subject to change and there is no guarantee that any forecast made will come to pass. The statistic one in three people will have cancer in their lifetime was sourced from the National Center for Chronic Disease Prevention and health promotion, June 7th, 2022, and can be found at www.cdc.gov at Chronic Disease Fact Sheet, Cancer, CDC. John Hancock Financial is a unit of Manulife Financial Corporation. The gallery test is only available to registered John Hancock Vitality Plus members who are 50 years of age or older and have completed the Vitality Health Review, VHR, for the current program year. For eligible policies with coverage amounts of $500,000 or greater, 100% of the cost of the test will be subsidized. For policies with less than $500,000 in coverage, 50% of the cost of the test will be subsidized. Please note, for members with multiple policies, the policy with the highest face amount will determine the subsidy amount of the gallery offer. The offer of discounted access to the gallery test is subject to change. Access to the gallery test through the John Hancock Vitality Program is not currently available in all states. The gallery test is manufactured 
authored and distributed by Grail LLC. John Hancock does not provide medical advice, is not involved in the design or manufacture of the gallery test, and is not responsible for the accuracy or performance of the gallery test. Vitality is the provider of the John Hancock Vitality Program in connection with policies issued by John Hancock. John Hancock Vitality Program rewards and discounts are available only to the person insured under the eligible life insurance policy, may vary based on the type of insurance policy purchased and the state where the policy was issued, are subject to change and not guaranteed to remain the same for the life of the policy. Life insurance policies and or associated riders and features may not be available in all states. Life insurance products are issued by John Hancock Life Insurance Company USA, Boston, Mass. 02116, not licensed in New York, and John Hancock Life Insurance Company of New York, Valhalla, New York, 10595. This recorded material may have been recorded to support the promotion or marketing of the topics addressed in this recorded material. Individuals interested in the topics discussed should consult with independent professionals to examine legal, tax, accounting, or financial aspects of these topics. MLINY 0427231171.